come to the seashore. I know it's been a super quiet couple of days here. What can I say? <sighs> Take a breather here. New moon, new you, new craziness, new madness. Bunch of crazy people thinking about the crazy things. But it is a time where we can relax a little and finally enjoy a little peace of mind. Goodness gracious. Peace of mind. This is my favorite thing on earth. Seriously. So new moon. What are we going to uh, set our intention about? It was uh, between, uh, was last night? Yeah. So we still have time if you want to. It was a super new moon on the top of it too. A supercharged one. Meaning, uh, this one set the pace uh, for the rest of the year, which is an awesome one. I love that um, when it's uh, critical like that, it's like awesomely awesome. Oh, Stormfield. Oh, this is not what I want. <laughs> oh, that's it. It's like, no, I just want peace of mind, people. My thing is, the title is Peace of Mind. Why, universe, I have to pull uh, the card storm fields. No, we don't. Oh my goodness. We don't need the storm field. We just wanted peace of mind. We just wanted goodness gracious. We want it like, yay. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's like, yeah, this is what happened when you have three hours of sleep, basically. So these two shall pass. Well, yeah, we are hoping an uncomfortable chaos is surrounding you. Think that you have left an attendee may be the cause of some conflicts. Oh, oh, I know good. Pent up energy needs release, just as a storm in nature must break for these events occur when the electricity between opposing between opposing forces tear things up and create temporarily disorder. Well, yeah, we do know the disorder around here. <laughs> it's like chaos. Not all storms are destructive. Rather, they serve nature by bringing rain to the ground and wind to the tree, enabling seeds to do widely distributed and continuously growth to be ensured. Just remember that whatever is being stirred up inside you or between you and another will benefit you later. The sun will shine again and new growth will be observed. Don't be afraid to shake things up a little. Okay, well, universe, thank you to tell me in the middle of the storm field because I am in the middle of the storm field. So, nice reminder. Again, new moon, new expectation. And I always said what comes around turns around, isn't it? So do good to people. Don't be conniving. Don't do things you're not supposed to do. Even if you feel like the beautiful candy you see on the front of you, oh, the ice cream you want it, is not meant to be for you. But for somebody else's, leave it alone. And that goes for everything, including work. Sometimes we compete for things that they are not good to compete because they are not ours to start with. Now, higher power. Ooh, I love it. Mm -mm -mm. And this one is, for, okay, the first one I pulled was from the Enchanted Oracle card, which is, again, the deck of Colette Baron Reads. I love her cards. I love the design of the cards. They're so gorgeous. I will buy this just for the arts on it because the arts is amazing. Um, so, looking at number four, higher power. Ooh, conscience contact with a higher power, the presence of the divine, seeing source energy in all things, committing to a partnership with spirit. This is what I love uh, with this. It's beautiful. This card represents, 
yeah, represent or remind you that you are more than a person trying to get ahead and make things happen for yourself and others. You have an immortal soul and are gifted with a human life through which a higher power can express itself. At this time, you need to be conscious of your connection to spirit and foster it through prayers and meditation. Ask what is the highest good for all. Yeah, okay. So that's one thing that it's always funny with people because what is for my highest good? Not a lot of people ask this. It's just what can I get out of this? <laughs> and it's not what it's supposed to be. It's what is for my highest good? Because if you think that the ego was said, what is in it for me? What is it? But I'm going to get more money. I'm going to get, uh, I don't know, fame. Yeah, being fame and famous. What am I going to get out of it? Or what's in it for me? Yeah, because if you offer me something and I'm like, well, what is the deal? What, what am I going to uh, use, use you for at the end of the day? Is it beneficial for me uh, at the level of satisfying my ego self? Or is it for my highest good, which is looking at a different aspect, meaning... If it benefits for me, for my highest goods, for the best for me, for bringing me to the next level, then I'm going to go for it because there is so much, I will say, like the field of dream, so much possibilities um, when you said this, like your intentions, when you're very details on your intention. And I talked about it at the beginning of the year, not even a couple of months ago. Yes, I'm adjusting my, um, I was ready to say I'm adjusting my mirror, right? I am not driving, Emma. You are not driving. What is the problem with you? Okay. So when you are looking at all of the endless possibility you have, you have to ask yourself, what am I going to do next? How am I going to improve what I can do? How is my life going to be modified in a way or improved in a way that is for my highest good? We all look at our best way, but our ego is always here like a child pulling at uh, on our pants or on our clothes, just like on our skirt to say, oh my goodness, what the heck. So it's always great um, to be able to embrace who we truly are by really connecting um, about our own self. And that's why uh, it's so much more fun to be able to do that in a positive way. But think about uh, that sentence that I really like. It's, what is for my highest good? That makes a huge difference than what it's in for me. In it for me is okay. I am, you know, I am pushing myself to do something that I don't want to, or I'm going to do it because I see a shiny object. And that's not what you want to look for. You don't want to look for a shiny object. You want to look for what is your highest capability and, and possibilities here. And that's what, um, that's what I like. So when you see your life and you see your ideas, then you have to make sure that everything is in or within the, um, the dimension that you want it. You want to make it and create it in a way that is for your highest good. That's what you want. So I really like that, all of that and some more, quote unquote. Seriously, this is the fun part of it. But I like what he said, for your highest good. And a lot of people know, don't know this. What is for my highest good? I don't know. 
Well, as the universe. When I do an affirmation and I, I think I want something, then I will look at it in a way that I always said, or something higher, or something even better, but that's always for my higher self. The higher self is always there. It's not something that I'm going to use it when I feel like it. It's something that I really want to be able to fulfill. And as I'm looking at life, because it's always throws some curves, uh, we can look at um, constructing something more meaningful if we're able and capable to do that. So as we're moving forward in our, um, in our lives, it is nice to see that, yes, think about our own self, think about our spirit, because when you think about your higher self, it will meet all of the requirements you want. That is, is money, uh, food on a table, abundances in any way, shape, or form. That's something people don't realize. So that's interesting. So then you get, okay, I'm going to continue to read this one. How can I serve? Then get out of your own way and trust that there is a plan for your life more uh, wondrous than you can ever know. You are always protected and divinely directed. I like that because when you talk to a higher power, can be the divine, be kahuna, whatever you call it, whoever you call it, it's always there for highest good. So being able to see that, being able to empower ourselves in a way that is positive, it's the best things we can ever have. Totally. Totally, totally, totally. So as we are moving in our lives and changing, evolving, that is one of the most uh, interesting things is the higher self. So I need to do, because I'm doing some things as I'm talking. It's like, oh, am I, you naughty, naughty girl. Too many things I'm doing right now. It's like, ah, ah, ah. So relationship message, because there is, in hers, uh, there is, um, for the higher power, you got the essential meaning, the oracle message, and you got two more, which is one is relationship message. So maybe something's going to resonate for people. It is time to address how much effort you give to your relationship with your higher power. Call God, goddesses, spirit, or any other names that is sacred and holy. Recognize that your partnership with spirit is your number one priority. The appearance of these cards also indicate that there is a deep spiritual bond between you and another person who is essential to your growth and ev evolution. Tend to your spiritual connection and re remain aware of your true nature. I love it. It's very grounding. It's basically be your authentic self. The biggest things ever you can live when you came up with that card is being your authentic self and really refocus your attention and intentions. So for prosperity, because there is always a message for prosperity, sometimes your work just flows through you, ideas come rushing in, and inspiration bubble up from a wellspring you did not even know you could access. When you enter agreement, begin projects, and negotiate deals with spirit as your partner, you will always succeed. Let your higher power lead. The synchronicity and intuitive nudges you feel will help you see which way you are being pointed, giving you confidence to move forward in the right directions. Don't forget to give credit where it's due. 
You will not be a success without spirit guidance. Humility will serve you well when this symbol appears. Meaning, well, if you're on a train of ego land, then hop out and start to ground yourself. And look how the magic of the universe works, because it always works 24-7. Yeah, never goes into um, what I call it... Um, <laughs> vacation at all or if he does well let me know because i never saw it in vacation but the uh journey of transformation is something that uh, what am i doing here photos here okay i'm trying to pull things out and i cannot even find it because i don't know where it is ah photos here very very confusing universe i'm working with two by the way if you're asking what i'm doing and i'm mumbling right now is I'm working right now with two uh, with my computer, and I have um, what do you call it? A monitor next to it, so I'm, I'm moving stuff um, from one uh, folder to the the others. Like today is cleanup day, it's awesome day, and today is a new moon. Woohoo! Or oh, last night, well, early morning, which is okay. Early morning, last night, it's all good. It's all good, all good, all good. So. The life of a thousand is our journey. It's our beautiful life. It's our interesting world of wonders. It's how can we make things even better for ourselves? What can I do to continue to move myself up into um, that um, transformation? Because it's a journey of transformation, actually. It's a beautiful journey of transformation. And I love um to see how we can evolve but that's an opportunity for tonight again beautiful uh, night again to um to embrace and to see the transformation and set up anything that you want that will be ready for actually um that uh intention to set for the new moon because we're still in a new moon yes i love the new moon i love what we are all about and why not? So I love that. So I don't know. It's been a good week. It's been an interesting week. It's been a crazy week. And you could feel the, you know, the energy in the air and people going a little too, too much for Cuckoo for Cuckoo Puff too, which is like, what in the world is happening here? But it's taking the time to set, us, uh, set ourselves up to success. That's what I like. It's setting ourselves up to success. So if you do this, if you're able and capable to do that, then uh, this is where the journey of transformation uh, comes uh, together. And that's what I love. It's just being able to transform our lives, being able to welcome the uh, life of a thousand, is being able to embrace every single side of our own self and just transform life just being able and capable to do great things so and the rest of the week just to give you the heads up i had a lot of fun actually i'm gonna i was like am i you're changing subject no i'm not i'm just making conversation because i like to make conversation it's fun it was a very interesting week as i said because of everything and anything happening and also um I had a great podcast. I went. I was invited on one podcast. I was what uh, Thursday? I think it was Thursday. 
I think yesterday was what? No, we're Friday. So that was the day before Wednesday. Um, I invited on that was last week, I think Jeff Aiken to come on my podcast the week before. And uh, I still have to uh, pull out the video and stuff like that because I have it. But I, uh, on my personal Emma's Universe podcast, you can listen to the two hours we had conversation with him. And uh, he basically invited me on his Wednesday podcast, which is, uh, I don't even know what he called it. I don't remember what he called it. Uh, relief, I think. It's relief. And uh, interesting enough, there were great people in there as well, because I got uh, Tommy Chung was in there, and we had a great conversation. I had a great conversation um, for a few minutes with him. And Mark Wasserman, who is another, um, is a top lawyer in California for the cannabis industries. So it was very educational, but it was very interesting because we got different conversation going on, and uh, one of them was over Ukraine's. Um, but it's very interesting to listen to those guys talking um, and, uh, you know, having an, an opportunity to share some of uh, my thoughts as well on a couple of things happening with the regulation. So it was fun. So that was the kind of things that I like that's talking with people from different uh, uh, walk of life and being able to share a lot of things that will not maybe be sharing otherwise. And to me, it was just super fun. It was super exciting. It was super fun. So it was exciting for that. I, however, jumping subject again. I know. I love to do that. Um, I downloaded an app uh, just today. I have to register to it. It's called Sniff Spot. So people are renting their backyard. So some of them have old fence and some don't. Uh, but it's super cool because I'm going to go tomorrow, actually. I'm going to take the pop-up. They don't know that because why do I do that? Because the pop-up got kicked out of Doggy Daycare. Yes, they got kicked out of Doggy Daycare, which at least has saved me a ton of money, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I can have a break during the day. So if I decide to go and drive with the pop-up somewhere, I can have them for an hour or two into some of the backyard. So I found it quite, uh, I will say uh, good and uh, very interesting for that as well. So I am good with that. But uh, you can rent per hour per dog. Uh, and it all depends. Some are $4, some are $12 per dog, 50% for the other dogs. So you can spend an hour, two hours, whatever, how many hours you wanted in there. But uh, uh, I spotted already one. I'm going to try it tomorrow, actually. Bring both of them. And uh, uh, just having fun. So, you know, you utilize their backyard and it's just super cool. Um, uh, so we're going to do this uh, a lot. Uh, and you can, you have some who are fully fenced, some who are unfenced so they can um, escape, which, you know what? I am not going to give the opportunity for Mr. Bow Bow my boy, to do that. Because today was so overly excited about everything. I was like, holy crap, buddy. Couldn't stop him, actually. So you have a half acre, you have an acre, you got fence. It's super cool. I didn't know that thing exists. But hey, if you have a fence, if you have a backyard and you want to monetize this, I will highly recommend that. Making sure, you know, go on sniff, sniff and uh, sniff spot, not sniff, sniff. <laughs> that sounds bad. It's like, hey, my, what are you talking about? But yeah, so I'm going to go tomorrow and uh, um, I'm going to reserve one of them. I saw it. I don't remember where it is <laughs> uh, near me. So at least your uh, phone can bring it where it is. Uh, 
but yeah and you have reviews in there you can talk to the um homeowners so i'm really looking forward for this because that's awesomely awesome and for me uh because they need to run i'm like yeah that will be awesome so i'm gonna do that uh for that for those pop-ups because they deserve to have a little bit more fun they deserve a little bit of love so we're going to be doing this but there is different locations so it's nice because if you feel like going somewhere with your dogs and try different areas it's super cool i like it i like that uh, i like that so being able to let them loose and just you know they deserve a little bit of uh, fun as well so since mine got kicked out of doggy daycare that's what we're gonna do i love it so I'm going to modify also, <laughs> no, it's maybe time that I acknowledge this. Uh, Friday night, this is my last Friday night here on Wisdom. Um, I'm moving the show on Thursday. So it's going to go from Sunday, starting Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. I am going to be doing a show outside of Wisdom um, into a different space, a different topic. Uh, and I'm co-hosting actually. I'm gonna be a co. We, I am a co-host, uh, and I will be with Frankie J. Uh, we're gonna be co-hosting a show. So, and it will be streaming live, which is gonna be awesome. So it's gonna be super fun to do this. But yeah, Friday, you're not gonna hear that voice anymore. Uh, so this is my last Friday. It's too bad I don't have uh, you know confettis go woohoo. <laughs> I should bring some music or a band playing in the office, traumatizing the dogs. That would have been awesome. But no, it's it's um, it's gonna be fun, uh, especially with Frankie. And uh, I'm gonna get uh, some. Um, well, I have a couple of people I want on that show as well because they're gonna be um, celebrities coming in and stuff like that. So we're gonna be uh, having fun conversation with people. Um, entrepreneurs, people who, um, who, you know, work for profit, non-profit organization and stuff like that. So it's going to be uh, not every day. We're going to have maybe a guest once a week in the show and the rest of the time it will be the two of us. Um, but it's going to be very interesting. So, yeah, you, um, and I'm changing my schedule as well for um, my let's talk about business. I'm going to do it three times a week because guess what? I got a lot of clients and my clients need my attention. So <laughs> and I have a lot of project, you know, all of the balls in the air. And it's like, holy moly, Emma, when do you spend the time to sleep? Don't. I spent three hours yesterday to sleep. I wanted a nap and I'm like, I'm becoming cranky. I'm like, this is not good. <laughs> Emma is cranky. That's not good. I want to do my yoga. I couldn't do my yoga because I had a conference call at that time, I'm trying to do the yoga. I could not. I'm like, really? I just wanted to do yoga. Did not happen. But today, the pop-ups uh, went for, uh, what do you call it? Um, that was actually awesome. Uh, they went for, I'm sorry, I'm still looking at my staff here for um, that. Here we go. That's the one I want for tomorrow. Yep. We're going to do it tomorrow for the pop-ups for Saturday. We're going to do it, but I need to do it late because I'm going to be pooped. So I'm going to try to sleep if I can. And I don't want to rem to um, to look at myself like, uh, I uh, yeah, yeah. You know, some days you wake up and you're like, oh, no. And you're like, yeah. 
So that's going to be a, no, but that's, that's going to be awesome. So uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. I, that app is amazing. If you have pets and you cannot have, um, what do you call it? Oh, here's Michael's coming. Oh, Frankie G. Here's the man. And, oh, to make it even more fun for people, just to let you know, by the way, keep this, <laughs> keep this, and, and I'm going to start to, I forgot about it. You people got to keep this um, noted. Put it on your calendar. Frankie G and I are doing a trip to Fort Lauderdale on the 29th of April through the second, I think it's the second, or it's the first or the yep. second? Uh, well, second? Monday. I yeah, it's the Monday, yeah. so that will be the second. Imagine for those days, we're going to be streaming live wherever we're going to go. So be prepared for the TikTok, for the, um, what do you call Instagram. it? Yeah, Instagram, TikTok, yeah. Facebook, oh, yeah. uh, uh, Fireside. We're going to be all over the place, and I'm going to probably crush some of the thing on uh, Wisdom as well. We're going to have a blast. We're going to be recording our adventures, three days of freaking adventures. <laughs> in the sunshine of Florida, staying in a beautiful place right on the beach. Oh, my God. You guys have no idea how excited we are to just go to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and we might even... We might even take the three-hour ride up to Daytona. <laughs> yeah, that could be possible, too. That's still up in the air, but... Yeah. Oh my God, it is going to be epic. It's going to be hilarious. And we're going to go with the flow. So you might be seeing us in a hot tub. <laughs> You're going to see us on the beach because we are planning to do a live stream on the beach. We're going to be on the beach no matter what. Oh, Jesus. It's going to be one hell of a trip and, oh and God, much overdue yeah. in my case. And. Oh, I, I can't wait myself. It's exciting. And to actually have had, you know, actually book once you hit that book button. Yeah. You know, it's for real. Then oh, it's my like, God. Yeah. I got the flight wait. too. Oh, yeah. We're, I'm telling you, people, it's going to be epic. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be hilarious. I'm saving all my all my comedy for that moment. Oh my God! Yes, and it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a clean as well. By the way, we're not going to like the kids go on on break. No, no, no. no. But it's gonna business. be hilarious. It's business, but it's gonna be hilarious because the two of us. Oh my God! Can't wait. I'm telling you, people, it's gonna be a peak. So I'm excited. Yeah, definitely stay tuned for the live streaming because, um, <laughs> as as Emma stated, she's flying she's flying in, and I'm driving down from Buffalo, New York. And I'm going <laughs> to do my yeah. video journey down to Florida. Oh, it's going to be <laughs> It's going to be wonderful. It's 24 hours in the car and me and my little puppy. And it's going to be, it's going to, like Emma said, epic. It's going to be epic. It's oh, going to yeah. be the launch of a great thing. And with our show coming up on Fireside with uh, some guests that we're going to get lined up, it's going to, it's going to explode. It's going to be probably the best show on Fireside. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we're starting Monday, but this is going to be funny. And I can, I'm serious. When I booked the flight, I was like, yes. Yep. And yes. I'm going to just walk up to random people and ask them to do <laughs> interviews. And I'm going <laughs> to pretend I'm a celebrity and, and see how it goes. Well, I am a celebrity already. But yes. I want to see, I'm going to, you know, 
we're we're gonna have a great time. I I'm gonna be very I- I- improvising. It's gonna be improv. At its oh finest. yeah, it's it's not gonna be scripted. We go with the flow, people. This is what we do here. <laughs> yeah. Well, when when you script it, it means that you don't really mean it. So I'm gonna. Yeah, it doesn't fly have with yeah, it doesn't have the same effect or the depth to it. It's like, yeah, you're reading a prompter. Okay, good for you, but no, not with us. No, this is gonna be this is gonna be hilarious, fun, exciting. Yeah. It's gonna be very productive in our case, and we're gonna it's it's gonna be the official. Let's say this: even though we start our fireside show Monday, our trip to Florida is gonna be the official launch of the show where yep. people are going to have their alarm set to not miss it. Oh, yeah. It's so that's why, it's, as I said, it's like, holy crap, it's going to be awesome. Oh, my God. I can't, I, I'm so excited. It's going to be fun. And as I said, it's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That's why I'm moving the sea show on Thursday evening uh, because it's going to be on the other side, but it's going to be epic. I can't wait. It's yeah. and live streaming is awesome, so it's gonna be good because it's gonna be. I said <laughs> you're not gonna miss us. It's gonna no. be. We're gonna be harassing every. We're gonna be everywhere. <laughs> yep, I'm. I'm gonna just walk up to random people and <laughs> and just have a good time with it and and yeah. and make people part of our fun. It's it's just it's something that I've been looking forward to for quite some time, and for this to all come together the way it's coming together and the way we're collaborating, it's. It's just going to be a fun, exciting time, and everybody is welcome to join us on our on our journey through Fort Lauderdale and possibly Daytona. Because yeah, to those to those of you out there that know me, I can have fun, <laughs> and I can't wait to crack a cold can of Pepsi when I get down there. Oh yes, that's that's what it's it's going to be epic. Like I said, it's going to be totally epic. So yeah, I can't wait. It's it's phenomenal it's gonna be phenomenal so yeah that's the, you know that's the fun part of it is uh i like to do my solo show but i like to do the collaboration and when you got the right person the right host <laughs> co-host makes a huge difference so oh absolutely yeah that, absolutely. yeah <laughs> i i just i my my most exciting moment i believe is the first morning i wake up in the hotel to go get that frozen bagel <laughs> And, and try to toast it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, it's going to be great. So I can't wait. And as I said, it's way overdue. And, you know, the last trip I had was a hiatus one where I worked, actually. I was doing the closing of the book for the business. I was doing my, my accounting. So when I took the picture and you see me on that tub and see the, the, my feet, and I was like, well, she had a good time. Well, that was the only break I had. <laughs> <laughs> worked all day. I was I worked um, what from like seven in the morning until what one o'clock in the morning. So uh-huh. nonstop. But it was good. I must say it was good. I I drove around uh, where I was and you know had it was good. But now this time is totally different because it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be work business working. But in the same time, it's documenting all of this and having fun. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I encourage everybody (laughs) listening to to stay tuned and just watch it unfold. It's gonna it's gonna be above and beyond any funny thing you've ever seen on social media when Frankie J goes loose and 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 so is it not (laughs) Florida. I'm gonna let it rip. 
Oh I'm my gonna god! Be the hurricane. Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna be laughing. I think I'm gonna buy a pair of box of dependent or depend. I call them dependable underwear, so I can be on myself without any marking. Because I can't this wait. is gonna be. Oh yeah, and with your pop pops on the top of it, that's gonna be great. Oh, well, I can't wait. I have this ability to be random and be able to to strike up funny, hilarious conversations in public and to be in a, a vacation area and have all those people available to me, it's going to be like a, it's going to be like a feast and, and I'm going <laughs> to take advantage of every moment. I'm going to bring my proton pack. I'm going to be like a ghostbuster in Florida. Oh, that's going to be fun. This is what we're looking for. So, and uh, we do have actually on Friday. So when, um, so Frankie arrives on Thursday, I arrived on Friday morning and we do have a live podcast going on because we are going on Shrimp Tank. Uh, shrimp um, Bites. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not Shrimp Tank. It's Shrimp, shrimp Light. Yes. Shrimp, yeah, other, shrimp Bites. Yes. It's the other podcast of uh, Shrimp Tank. It's more a little bit more casual uh, setting. So we're going to go over there for recording and streaming live, actually, a show because we are talking about our business, so his business, my business, and the show from Fireside. And we're gonna be talking about the owl because we are ambassador for the owl. So we're gonna be talking about that as well. So it's gonna be a very uh, interesting uh, evening because we're planning to go with the flow. That's mean unscripted. <laughs> yes, and, and I will be, and I will be 100% representing Buffalo Bills Mafia I intend oh on bringing all my Buffalo Bills clothing and I am going to raise, I'm going to raise a lot of people because we're going to be in territory and the Buffalo Bills mafia is worldwide and I can't wait to represent my Buffalo Bills. That's awesome. Now, as I said, it's going to be epic. So I cannot wait in, uh, I'm, you know, um, because of your great producer as well. So this, for me, the show then we're going to do really, um, it's going to be fun because you're producing the show. So it's a totally different than Wisdom. Wisdom has uh, is totally different. The other one is more, I will say, a lot of, a lot of production. It's it's a different beast. Um, yeah, Fireside. Different oh yeah, different platform, different things. So uh, luckily, lucky for me, <laughs> Frankie invited me over there um, and asked me and he produced. So I'm like, okay, well, it's on your, on your shoulder, my friend to handle all of the production. Me, I'm just going to be here sitting and just laughing. <laughs> I, and I also have to mention, I do a show on Tuesdays with Queen Bee Divine as well. And that one's fun. And so along with Emma, Queen Bee Divine and myself, the three of us bring such a dynamic that it's just, it's contagious. First of all, second of all, it's addicting and people are just going to be laughing and like emma stated a little bit ago the stock on depends are going to be out oh, in every store nationwide I worldwide i think i need to invest on that actually <laughs> so it's like, like, i missed apple i cannot miss the depend <laughs> yeah i mean it depends on how much you want to invest right i'm going to invest a lot yeah. <laughs> hey, Apple, you know, that was the Forrest Gump at the end. And he said, I, uh, he what, invested on a fruit. It was an apple and yeah. he was, uh, he was fully loaded. Well, the depend, I call them dependable. The depends going to be the same way <laughs> by yeah. the time we're done. Yeah. I, I'm not <laughs> looking forward to depending on those, but nope. I, um, I'm, I'm going to be producing some, some really, <laughs> some really fun times and, yeah. and with, 
um, some of the, you know, the guests that we're going to get lined up, yeah. it, it should be, you know, quite interesting. And as Emma stated, it won't be an, an interview show every episode. We're yeah. going to, you know, mix it up a little bit and, and, and make it fun. And it's going to be interactive for everybody. It's going to be funny, hilarious, loose, raw, laid back. It's not going to be anything that you've ever seen or heard. Yep. And do you want to say the title of the show? It's the, the show title is What's on Your Mind. That's it. That's it at all. <laughs> What's on your mind. And that is gonna open up <laughs> that and that just fits my open the can productions because we're opening the can on what's on your mind and Yep. And yep. I, I mean what's on your mind. I got about five thousand things on my mind right now. And <laughs> and I'm I'm just keeping them inside until we get to Florida and then you're gonna see that open the can. <laughs> oh my god and this it's, is gonna, it's be, gonna awesome. be hilarious yep oh yes i so, can't wait to go to mcdonald's and 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 do my first my first bit in a mcdonald's or a burger king or something it's just gonna be a fun time i can't wait to let loose and kick back um, i'm gonna be pasty white in the f- state of florida and by the time he leaves he's gonna be like a shrimp <laughs> oh my god i'll probably be so burnt sunburned uh, that i'm gonna have to lather up and lather up in uh aloe on my way home yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's but it'll why be worth it. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I am so looking into it and for it too, because as I said, it's going to be Florida. It's going to be away from home, not having, um, uh, yeah, not having to do, uh, yeah. No, oh, not, not having to, to be responsible. Not to worry. I, yeah, it's like I only have I'm gonna have a puppy. Okay, I love that. I'm not gonna have my little monsters near me. I'm like fun, fun, fun. I want to bring them out. However, I will do a trip down with those guys. I need to organize that sometime, maybe this year or not. Um, but it would be driving down, no flight for them unless I have a private jet and I can load them up both in there, which would be funny because I'm sure Mike will be frozen <laughs> to death in, <laughs> at the bottom of the tarmac. I was like, come on, buddy, move. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I would like to drive them down um, to, yeah, to see the ocean because daddy would love it. Yeah, my my dog who um is is becoming a celebrity here very slowly. He's gonna he's gonna be part of this, and he's gonna he's gonna draw the people in, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna do the interviewing, and and we're gonna be celebrities, and everybody's gonna think we're celebrities. You know why? Because we are, and it's it's just gonna be quite a show. I can't wait. I can't wait to get to Florida. I can't wait to check in. I can't wait to walk around and plan my my scheme on where things are going to start and and then I'm just going to let it rip. It's going to be amazing. Emma's going to be amazing. And it's everybody just stay tuned every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 6 PM Eastern standard time on fireside. If you're not Mm -hmm. on fireside, get on there because it is and, and wisdom is a fantastic app, but fireside is a different app where it's visual audio production and it's, it's, it's a, different, it's a different league because you're producing the show. So it's not like here, they already set up uh, this for everybody. So it helps. But the other one, it's like you need a producer. You need somebody to go there and produce. It's not, it's totally different. It's like, yeah, it's, you cannot compare the, what it's they got on the other side. A, it's yeah. such an experience and, mm-hmm. and, and such a dynamic site. And, and it's going to continue to grow. And, yep. and get better and better and better. And they just recently brought Charlie Sheen in. 
Um, Mark Cuban is the founder of the application, which says a lot right there. Yeah. And him and uh, Fal- Falcon. It's just, it's a, it's a different dynamic altogether. And between wisdom, fireside, they, they will combine. And with why we're going to Florida, it is business, but it's fun. We're going to make business fun. We are going to show people that business doesn't have to be serious all the time. You can have fun and produce and make and monetize on having fun, good times, laughs. And that's the way it should be. You should have fun running a business. Running your own business should not be work. Yeah. It should not be work, but uh, sometimes it feels like it's uh, it's a challenge to get to the place where you can say it's fun and I'm, I'm enjoying it. But I yep. think for what you're doing, because you're more into the podcast world uh, and uh, the TV, because you've been on, how many times have you been on? Uh, um, Dr. Phil Show, 24 times. And then Monday, um, I'm going to be on the virtual audience for the 25th time. That's and cool. then. And then the following week, I'll be back for the 26th time. I've been part of season 20 entirely since April. I've, I've been on that many times. I've completely networked and made friends with the entire audience coordinate, coordinating staff, the production staff, the audience warm-up fellow, Jay Flats. And I have tickets waiting for me. When I fly out to L.A., I won't have to wait to get in. I'll, I'll have VIP access to the studio you take and, me with you. <laughs> oh, I'm bring, I'm bringing it all. I'm bringing the house. And, Good. And, and yeah, you're definitely coming with me. And we are gonna rock Dr. Phil's stage. We're gonna we're gonna bring some fun to that show because oh, that yeah. show needs a little bit of fun. Um, and you know, I mean, catfishing is getting a little old. And if people want to keep falling for it, just let them. <laughs> let them exactly. keep falling for it. And mm-hmm. let's do a show on how life can be fun and how you know, for me, my story. A lot of people know a lot of my story. I came out of hell and back, hell and back, hell and back, and now I'm out and I'm not going back to hell. And it's a pure story of survival that I'm making humorous and not awkward. And I'm opening up the can for people that have been through struggles to realize that it doesn't have to hurt forever. Mm-hmm. And you can I make agree. you can make it fun. You can you know look at your past and be like. Um, comical about it and be like, I can't believe I made it through that because there's a lot of people that just cannot make fun of hard things. And and that's what I'm trying to change. The whole dynamic of people handling trauma with using comedy, laughter, fun, looseness, not everything has to be serious. Even therapy. I make my therapeutic sessions fun. I make the whole group laugh because that's what it's all about. When you laugh, you feel happy and and you let that, that trauma go for that short time. So, you know, changing that di- dynamic on how mental health awareness is 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 treated and um, handled is is going to have a whole new dynamic after I get a hold of it. That's good. That's what we need. We need to make it a little bit lighted up uh, and yeah. help. That helps. Laugh always helps, even if sometimes we don't feel like laughing at all. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing. Some of the things that I've been through, I should mm-hmm. not even be here on your stage right now. I mean, really, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I look back going, how many times should I have been six feet under? More than a handful. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. I never quit. I always got back up. And you can't fall off the floor. You're already, at, you know, when you're on the floor, there's only one way to look, and that's up. And I yeah. always got back up. As hard as it was at times, 
And as many times as I wanted to give up, I couldn't and I didn't. And that's why I'm still here and that's why I'm so humble and that's why I'm able to make laughter out of my past. Because you know what? I want everybody to, to feel good that they've made it through these hard times and everybody has their story, right? And mm -hmm. everybody should have the ability to look at their past story and not think of it as bad. Think of it as good because there's not a lot of people that can survive certain traumas. A lot of people give up and they give up because there's no laughter. There's no fun. There's no uh, looseness to it. It's all when you go to a therapist, it's all serious and, and, and formal and, and, and there's no fun version of therapy. And that's what I'm looking to bring to the table. And I like that because we need to make, you know, laughter is a nice way to release uh, stress and bring more oxygen to the body and move energy. So, yes, there is some stuff that are not funny and you laugh about it right. later on many years later. Yeah, I mean, you know, to, to be serious for a second, is trauma a thing that's funny? No, it is absolutely not a funny thing. And some of the things I've been through, I, I can say are not funny. However... I've brought myself to a point in the last decade where I have healed enough. I'm still healing. I've healed enough that I can be like, I can make it fun and make, you know, jokes about it and make myself feel proud that I had survived the things I've survived and working my way through the things that I've seen and been part of and making it easier to live moving forward. And that's what it's all about. You, you know, they say, don't look back. Well, sometimes you have to look in the rearview mirror to, to see what was behind you so you can move forward and take notes. I just took inventory of my my past and, and have created a fun way to share it. And that's mm -hmm. all it is. Yeah, exactly. Sharing it makes yep. a huge difference. So, yep. yeah, I love it. That's wonderful. So, yeah, be excited, people, because we're going to talk about it when the closer we go. That's going to be more. <laughs> We might, de you know, it depends how late we're going to be. I don't care because we might be doing an appearance that uh, Friday on Wisdom, actually, after we're done eating, after we're done talking, eating, you know, maybe we'll be relaxed um, uh, around the pool or by the jacuzzi. Who knows? Or do we or wherever we're going to be? We Could might be the bench be out just... front in the, in, the, in the entranceway. Who knows? <laughs> it's gonna be awesome i can't wait to order a, a 42 ounce porterhouse steak and it, i just can't wait i'm excited stoked all that stuff but um oh. you know what emma why don't i land my plane here and let somebody else come up if they want to because i don't want to take up all the time no we're good you're good oh okay no no no, you're good yeah no okay. no no you're good you, you got to, it's your time it's your time i love it and i'm sure people are like i don't care we don't want to talk yet <laughs> so we're fine. you know what just happened about 10 minutes ago i took my dog outside and, and yeah. i had awfully trained right and yep. he came in the door and normally he zips right into my apartment door and i came in and i sit on my recliner and i'm hanging around and I'm like, where are, where's Tyson? And I'm usually if I call him, he comes right to me. I couldn't find him anywhere in the house. I open the apartment door and he's no. out the hallway looking around for me. Oh, you're serious? I am like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? And he came running in, wagging his tail. He's like, like, oh, thanks, Daddy. Thanks for saving me. He thought I abandoned him. But oh I was like, where the hell did he go? <laughs> he <laughs> you poor like, dog. I have to come in. I'm like, all right, man, whatever. But um, yeah, he's, he's only four pounds. He's like a huge rat. And, 
he, yep. he's so fast like a ninja that he's hard to keep up with and and i yeah i lost him for a second i'm like where the hell did my dog go i'm looking in the garbage can under the tables <laughs> i'm under the bed the flashlight i'm looking i, I just i'm like where the hell did he go and he oh was up hallway, just hanging around by the mailboxes waiting for someone to get him exactly it's like i'm waiting for the boss people where's the boss where's yeah. the uh <laughs> he was, he was waiting for the ride to florida <laughs> oh my god it's gonna be hilarious and i'm gonna have his little bills jersey on him too it's just, it's gonna be epic and oh, I'm, I'm gonna represent bills mafia down there and that's really awesome. and yeah i'm gonna really bring you know some you know with the bills mafia here it's funny because where it originated is about the gentleman who originated the actual bills mafia he lives only about nine minutes from me ten minutes from me nice and i'm hoping to to bring enough footage back to get in touch with him to to even collaborate with the official bills mafia movement which is worldwide it's bizarre it's crazy and so can you explain for people who don't know what the bills mafia is oh yeah i mean for anybody out there that's a buffalo bills fan i i've been a buffalo bills fan myself since 1987. i i was a season ticket holder with my uncle throughout all the 90s the super bowl years the big games the greatest comeback all that stuff well what happened is when the bills started getting good again some group of guys were in the parking lot partying uh pre-gaming if you will and one of them decided to kind of jump and crash through a fold-up table and they just started calling it the bills mafia they called that they called their little group of fans the bills mafia and it just took off like wildfire and now it's to the point where bill's mafia is worldwide it grew so quickly that i was even blown away being a buffalo bills fan myself i was just blown away at the power of one stupid act of jumping through a table first of all which i would never do because i'd probably break my back but just a couple guys having a good time jumping through a table started a whole worldwide movement called the bill's mafia and we just recently signed a uh, Hall of Fame linebacker, Von Miller, who just won the Super Bowl with the Rams. He agreed to come to Buffalo and he wanted to come here because of the Bills Mafia. And that tells that says a lot. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. I mean, who I mean, he's leaving Los Angeles where he just won a Super Bowl to come wow. to Buffalo because of the fanship called the Bills Mafia. That and said it all. It's attractive now. Now mm -hmm. bills are where free agents want to come because we're on that just cusp of winning multiple Super Bowls in a row, and it's overdue. I mean, we are overdue to win a Super Bowl, and and the team that we have in place right now, I just look out, look out, NFL. Um, I think the Bills are the team to beat now, and with the Bills Mafia, I can't wait to try to collaborate. I know right where the original founder lives. I know where he stays. And I will be mm -hmm. bringing all my recorded content to them and, and seeing awesome. what we can link up and, and, and spread it even further. So there's a lot of things that are going to come out of this. It's going to be amazing. I love it. That's going to be phenomenal. So to me, it's awesome. I'm, you know, really, really looking forward. I need vacation, people. I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm overdue. <laughs> oh, man. I, I remember a story back in the 90s, a, a couple friends and and myself decided we wanted to go to a Buffalo Bills game in New York. We were playing mm -hmm. the New York Jets. By halftime, we all took our Bills gear off and bought Jets hats. 
because we had bottles being thrown at us. We had food being thrown at us. We were being threatened. Oh, <laughs> it, lovely. It was crazy. <laughs> and um, oh. nowadays, any stadium you see, doesn't matter if the Bills are even in that stadium, there are Bills fans. It's just enormous. And with the Cleveland That's Browns, awesome. I don't know if you recently heard, the Cleveland Browns oh. signed Deshaun Watson, that quarterback from Houston, who had 20-some allegations against some of sexual misconduct. Uh-oh. He was signed to a $230 million contract to be the quarterback in Cleveland, and the fans are turning their backs on the team now for signing him. And a little history here. Back in the 90s when the Browns up and moved to Baltimore in the middle of the night, the Cleveland Browns lost their team in the middle of the night, literally. Uh, tractor trailers came in, emptied out the facility, and they were in Baltimore mm-hmm. the next day. They, the fans were so upset that the Buffalo Bills welcomed them to come in and have a section of our stadium to to be part and have their what they call the dog pound. So we opened up our hearts in our stadium to the fans that were hurt by the loss of their team, and now they're starting to gravitate towards the Bills Mafia now because – of the signing of Deshaun Watson. Now mm-hmm. he's innocent until proven guilty. I believe in that. But when you have 20 some allegations against you, you know, I, I don't know. So we'll see how that plays out. And the, the way that that happened, the, the Cleveland fans are, are upset. They're not happy and nobody wants to endorse that. So the bills well, mafia is going to grow even more. Yeah, because, you know, when you get those kind of allegation, well, if he can prove himself, he did not find, but if he is, yeah, that's put, yeah. I just, that's, you know, I he's mean, a public I figure. He's a public what. figure. And, and, these, and these guys that play football, that get all this money, they really, there's got to be a solution for them too. And I think a lot of it's mental health. They have to learn mentally how to conduct themselves because they're kids. They're all in their 20s and they have millions of dollars. And, if I was their age, 21, 22, and I had $50 million, who knows what I would have done? I would have probably been a, a monster, but there's no guidance. There's nothing in place for these kids to learn how to mentally handle that amount of money, that amount of mm-hmm. folk, that amount of pressure. And that's why these things happen. They get exploited. I mean, oh, let's yeah. be, I mean, are these allegations all true? I don't know. That's not for me to decide. But what I can say is they came from somewhere. He was somewhere at some time where he shouldn't have been, and it caused a downfall. And and, and it's a shame because he is a great player, but it's a shame that it came to this. And that's what I have been intrigued with for years is to get into the, the locker rooms and find out what these kids go through, what's in place for these kids, for them to have a place to go and have safety where they don't get themselves in bad positions. I know. And the problem is when you get, um, you know, most of them come from, um, I don't want to use the word poor because that's not, not totally true, but from um, Harder's um, walk of life, it makes it difficult, like you said, if they don't have the right people around them, then you get people taking advantage of them. And, you know, there is an education that needs to be done for those kids uh, to learn to that, first of all, money is not forever. 
when you're part of the football team, I don't remember what was the acronym for that. Um, uh, they used to, uh, you know, it's just a matter of time you can be injured. So f fame, uh, fame and um, money can go and leave, come to you very quickly, but leave as faster than they came to you. So you have to be, you know, proactive on investing for your future. And a lot of them are not being taught that, unfortunately. No, I mean, for example, the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, he got an insane contract. It's up to $500 million for 10 years or something. <clears throat> and, I mean, when you have that much money, I mean, I could live the rest of my life off of a million dollars, okay? When you have five up, up, a contract that's potentially worth $500 million, and the average um, career length in the NFL is basically 10 years. And based on your position, if you're a quarterback, a little shorter, running back, it depends on what position you play. But the average career length of football is 10 years. And that's not very long, especially when you're in your early 20s. Your, your career in the football league is over by the time you're 30. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're not even really – matured as an adult yet because you've been playing sports you've been having fun mm -hmm. and when that when that fun is over they are lost they have no direction no plan nothing in place to 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 have a future and that's why a lot of them go broke end up in jail commit crimes and and my goal is to try to get into the heads of these kids and find a way into these locker rooms and and fortunate for me i'm um queen b divine and me are going to be interviewing a former um, two-time Super Bowl champion, I won't give up too much, in a couple weeks on Fireside. And my goal is to ask him these questions on, because he's become very successful after football. So he obviously had a plan in place, but there's so many of these football players that when their career ends, they just, they just disappear. You don't even know where they are. You never hear about them again. And I, I often wonder, where are they now? Yes, exactly. What are they doing? We don't know. You know, and, and with these concussions and the mm -hmm. battering these guys take and the pain and how do they manage that and what's in place for that. And, you know, after their contract's over and they, they leave that team, that's it. There, there's nothing after that. They're done. They're on their own. Agents mm -hmm. drops them and they're on their own. And there should be more than a, a one-day uh, presentation when rookies are brought into the league to explain to them the importance of being smart. No, I mean, if I go to a two-hour seminar, I'm going to leave there, and it's not going to change me. They need a consistent program. They need to to really, you know, condition these kids. I call them to have life after football because football does not last forever. It just doesn't. Neither does hockey, yes. baseball. Mm -hmm. Eventually, it's over, and. You know, that's what happens. They get lost, confused, and nobody wants to be around them when they don't have money. Exactly, and that's the problem. It's a, It always goes around the money. Fame, yep. famous, money, everybody comes, and the day you got a problem, everybody runs out. Yep, as soon as the money's out, everyone yep. else is out. Exactly. And, and that's the problem. And, you know, a lot of these kids that get these big contracts, which I think are ridiculous, they, they just – they have five houses and someone hitting crickets. Um, That's uh, Yumondi again, the boss. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, you know how is she? <laughs> oh, she's on the show right now. Okay, got you. No, she's not on the show. She's um, she's texting me right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, gotcha. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, she's she's fantastic. Um. Yes. But I I often ask myself if I was handed a five hundred million dollar contract to play football, how many businesses would I invest in? What would I already have set up while I'm playing football? And that's the problem. They get their contracts. They go out and buy twenty two cars, eight thousand pairs of shoes when there's only. 365 days in a year, you know, I mean, how many times can you wear these pairs of shoes? They have four houses and, you know, it, it's just mm -hmm. to me, ridiculous. There's gotta be, there's gotta be something that can be done for these kids when their football career is over, because that's the problem. There's nothing, there's nothing in place for these kids. And that's why they hit the news. That's why they turn to drugs and alcohol and you know, end up killing themselves or ending up in prison. And it, it, it's actually a serious situation. And it seems to be brushed under the rug because is the NFL is a business, really. They don't care. Oh, yeah. They don't but care. They, no, they don't. They, they just want the money and the business and the, 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 it, it's nuts. And they, they could care less about these players. They don't care. So yeah. somebody yeah, has. I said somebody has to start caring about these kids. Yeah, that would be great if they do, and hopefully they will. But right now, it's some—it's all about the money, about winning, about everything else. So yeah, you know, and 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 I I I make this example. You know, there's that 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 receiver that gets that huge contract, and he drops that one pass, mm -hmm. one pass that loses a big playoff game, and all of a sudden. Everybody wants to chop his head off. They want him out. He, he, he screwed us over. And, you know, I mean, the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, well, before Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield, mm -hmm. had a horrible game in the playoffs, and he was actually receiving le legitimate death threats. I mean, wow. this kid was receiving death threats to the point where he had to have security with him at all times. And and that's that's horrible. That's horrible. And you know, people it, that's take the kind the game of stuff. People What's take that? the game. People take the game seriously, really seriously. Yes, they do, and and you know, especially people that gamble on the games and you know things like that. But at the same time, there there's just there's no solutions to sort, these sort of problems because you know they're getting so much money. Everybody thinks, oh, well, well, he's got five hundred million dollars. He's perfect. He's healthy, and everything's good. And and that's not true. It's not true. One in five people have mental health issues. That includes football players. Believe me, if not worse. Mm -hmm. So exactly. So, but that's awesome. As I said, it's it's great to talk about this. It's great to uh, to hear a little bit more about this. That should be a bigger subject uh, as well, because, like you said, for, first of all, the equipment is a problem, especially their helmet. And it has been proved by um, some, um, what they did, some brain uh, examination on some of the players who passed away. Yeah, yeah the CTE, it's called. And, mm -hmm. and the problem with that is mm -hmm. they cannot diagnose it until that person is dead. Yes, because you, yeah, you have to go to the brain and uh, slice, uh, slice it. Yes. Yeah. yes. And that's a problem. And that's why they're coming up with all these new um, styles of helmets and um, shock absorption and this and that and the other thing. But let's face it, you can have as much padding on as you want. If your neck twists the right way or you get hit the right way, even with a pillow on your head, 
it, it can cause damage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's why they're trying to teach techniques to young players coming up, even from peewee leagues, proper tackling and this, that, and the other thing, because of the velocity of, of these players running into each other and the constant bashing on each other in the line, you know, it's just a very physical sport and, oh yeah, and then they get hooked on the painkillers and the alcohol and the, the cortisone shots and there should mm -hmm. be other solutions like cannabis, for example, why can't cannabis be part of a, a medical plan for, for these players? And I know, yeah, it should kinds be kinds of questions that need to be answered and no one's asking the questions. And that's really what my goal is to, is to get my way into these locker rooms, into these facilities and, and really just open it up and, and, and ask why, why is there nothing in place? What's the problem? Yes. What's the problem? Hmm. That's a good question. Maybe we should have somebody from the uh, it's NFL. Yes. I send emails to everybody and I'll, I'll find somebody that wants to talk about it because I can't mm -hmm. be alone on that, on that thought process. You know, that movie concussion, that, the true story about those uh, Pittsburgh Steelers that killed themselves because of that when, when CTE was discovered, it's sad. It's it's just sad that you have these, you know, once icons of your city, of your favorite football team, you know, raising the spirit in your town when things are bad. And then all of a sudden their career's over and they're sleeping in a truck blowing their heads off because they have a brain disease that wasn't able to be diagnosed. Yeah. So it's something I've been intrigued with for quite some time. And I would love no more than to really dig into it, find out why. And maybe, you know, it only takes one person sometimes to open up that file and then it can't be closed again. So that would be nice because they need some. Um, there is a quite a few things that needs to be done, um, especially for athletes of um, high level athletes, like we're talking uh, hockey players, football players, basketball players, yep. any one of them. Uh, even if you're looking at swimmers and stuff like that, because there is nothing to help them. The only thing they're being used is for their talents, their muscles. Entertainment. Like it, yes, and not the brain. But the problem is, is if nobody is there to help them in their journey, then they end up in a gutter, even if they didn't ask for it. So yep. to me, it's it's a problem that needs to be resolved in order for um, those little, um, the people to be able to, you know, you're an athlete, like, like I'm a business coach, I'm a businesswoman. Okay, I'm using my brain to build my business. Okay, that's what I do. But for them, their skill set is different, but they don't even have the support to really move it up to the next level, meaning able to secure a future for the rest of their lives, not to marry somebody else's who's going to spend their money and they're going to have to figure it out. The millions of dollars they spend it out on somebody doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, there's a problem, et cetera, et cetera. But it's building your future and ensuring that after you retired, then you're going to do something. And most of them, a good portion of them, don't have that. No, and that's too bad. That's too bad. It, it is. It's, it's actually quite sad. And, and everybody, again, goes back to the money. Well, they have $500 million. That's their problem. Well, you I know. know. No, it's, not no, their, it's, not. it's not their problem. They entertained us. People that are fans of the game, we owe it to them to help them, you know, after they're done playing, you know, when they entertain us, I, I'm a firm believer in 
these guys, you know, really literally pound themselves into the ground six, seven days a week practicing and following a regiment, working out, you know, doing everything they can do to be out on that field Sunday for three hours to simply entertain us. And once their career is over, they are forgotten about pretty much overnight. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's it. And that's that's a problem. And and I don't care. It's not even about money. It's about humanity. And that's the problem. When you put money into the equation, this is what happened. That's the problem. Everybody gets blindsided. Everybody want this. Everybody want that. And you're like, yep, it doesn't help anybody at the end of the day. But that's what happened. That's so, exactly yeah. what happens. They, you know, once once the roller coaster ends, they get off the ride. You know, they walk away and they, you know, you don't see them again. And for me, I'm interested in finding these guys that are lost and and and, and trying to figure out why what wasn't put in place by the league. And that's on the league. It should be on the league because they're using them, and they should be. It should be mandatory for um, uh, the kids. Uh, one to have like uh, business coaches and people to help them. It should be mandatory. It should not be the family just said, "Oh, we're going to take care of the money and help themselves." It should be um, part of the contract, almost. Yes, that they have to participate yes. in and they life have after to... football. Exactly, and they should be investing on something again. The problem is because you're talking millions of dollars, so you could have some coaches and coming around and say, oh, we're going to help you and rip you off. But there should be something that should be, um, you know, a way or a system to have solid people who are not going to rip them off either. Because, right. you know, everybody's going to come and want to help you. I'm like, no, thank you. But um, it would be helping them to build their future. Well, and that's just it. And, and, mm -hmm. and the power that they have of being celebrity athletes is leverage for them for after football. So I believe firmly when their career starts from day one, that they should be on a plan so that when their career ends, they can smoothly transition into that next part of life. And that's not happening. It's just not. Mm -hmm. Now, are there some success stories of football players after football? Yeah, but it's very few. I mean, I, I can't think out uh, on 10 fingers right now, 10 players that I can remember that played in the 90s that have solid things going on now. Most mm -hmm. of them are sitting around in a one-bedroom apartment on social services in pain all day, hooked on pain pills, because nothing was available for them after football. There was nothing in place, no plan, no coaching, nothing. It was all about what could they bring to the team now, and once you're done, you're done. And And that's... I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't buy that. And I think it needs to change and I don't care about the money. It's just, these kids deserve better than that. They're out there beating themselves up for you for, to, to win you a Stanley cup or a super bowl. And after they're done, they're done. And, and that's, that's not correct. It's not right. I agree. Totally agree with that. So I, I hope there will be changes. I hope something somewhere over there in both somebody wake up and just say, Hey, we got a problem here. So it would yep. be nice to get it resolved because the education, you know, it's easy if you don't, you know, in some cases, those kids, they don't, uh, you know, they got scholarship because of the, you know, they're betting on um, their skill set, which is sports, to get out and get a better life. But it should be a support system out there as well. Again, that's not the parents who's going to help them because some of the parents are not going to do that. Some are going to try.
Yeah. But there is a great, great percentage when they see the money, they go nuts. Yeah. You know. And think of all the players that don't make it into the NFL. A lot of these kids that crush themselves in college and high school and, and they all believe they're going to make it to the NFL. And then they go to college and they get out of college. But most of their time in college was spent practicing and being part of the team. And then at life after college, they got nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, even that's a problem. And, yep. and that's, you know, lack of planning, lack of leadership and coaching and making these, you know, let's, I mean, if you did the statistics, how many college football players, you know, I mean, I understand the draft goes on and a few, you know, hundred kids get drafted, but out of the entire nation, a lot of these kids don't make the NFL. It's just facts. That's just the way it is. And what are they going to do after college? I mean, are they going to follow through on their college degrees? Most times not because they still have that dream that they're going to go try out for a team and make it. And they have no plans. There's nothing. And there should be alternatives. I almost feel it should be mandatory by the league that if a player is going to sign up for the league, sign a contract with a team, that it should be mandatory that they have to work with a program, a life coach, or somebody to have a plan in place after football. I agree. And that's on the league. Yep. I, I totally agree with that. Yep. I think it's I a, self, a selfish league. Do I enjoy the Buffalo Bills and the NFL? I, I love it more than anything in the world. But the, the reality is that these kids, after their careers are over, they're, they're thrown out to the street and that's it. Mm-hmm. And, and it they should, should not. Nope, it should not be that way. There should mm-hmm. be life after football plans in place. And hopefully my big mouth and my outgoingness, and <laughs> my willingness to you know call people on their shit, part of my language, yeah. will maybe open a door and maybe start turning lights on to to coming up with a solution, a plan, and, and getting these kids the right um, yep. leadership, the right co- consultation or whatever you want to call it. But there are no plans. There's just not. And it's sad when, when you see them 10, 12 years after their career, you know, barely making it. And they had four, $40 million at one point. Like, where all that money go? Where'd it go? I know. Where, where did, I mean, $1 million, I could live happily the rest of my life. And I mean that. $1 mm-hmm. million. Just give me a million bucks. I'd be fine. But when you have $500 million and after 10 years it's all gone, what's what's going on? I mean, come on, what's going on? Well, that's the problem, and nobody is verifying this. And, you know, and they can be a ton aggressive, too, because if they want their money, you know, they're on edge, blah, blah, blah. There should be something. They should be signing it, like a contract or something that will prevent that a portion of that money should not be used, should be invested. There should be something, a contract, legal contract, where, you know, give a kid $25 million. I can guarantee in less than two hours he's going to spend half of it already. Oh, yeah. He's going to buy everyone and their friends a house and a car and, you know, and and that's okay. But there should be a percentage of their contract that should be like a bond that they can't touch until a certain age or or a certain time after football. There should be some way to put into these contracts that life after football, a portion of that huge contract is waiting for them on the other side of the field after football so that they can do something with their life after football besides sitting around in pain all day dwelling on nothing being available for them and and that's it's sad it is it's really sad and i know there's people out there that probably disagree with me and that's okay but at the same oh they chose that career that's what they picked well you Mm -hmm. know what that's what they picked okay but you know what 
it, it shouldn't be that way. It just shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. I agree. Totally agree. <laughs> Are you reading what I'm sending it to you right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just sending it, it to you. It's all yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love laughing. Oh, me <laughs> and, too. Um, I enjoy that. We uh... <laughs> having the real <laughs> laughing therapy, and I yes. love laughing. I love having a good time. I love waking up every day in a good mood, and you know, having fun, and 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 being able to take the the things that have been horrible and making them better because that's mm-hmm. what it's all about. It, it, and and for these, like I said, for these athletes. I just, I feel horrible for them. I do. I really do. And, and it's not funny. It's just, it's, it's a serious issue. It's a serious issue, but we're laughing for something else. But I no, but I agree with you. I think there should be a better education. Uh, for me, this should be a hot topic. We might be talking about it very soon uh, yes. on our show. But for me, there is, this should have been some, you know, parents doesn't know unless parents are investors and finance but not all of the parents. And when you have a child, you're counting on them to get out of where you are, poverty, yeah. then you go wild because everything you were restricted, everything you felt you could not was out of reach, you just go to the extreme. Some do. They just take the kids' money and just go wild. Yeah. Some are trying their best as well to lead, you know, to try to manage that. But when you don't have the background, when you don't understand everything, vultures are always around you when there is money there is vultures there is nothing you can do about that either it's like so, going to a beach with a loaf of bread yeah exactly all the seagulls start swooping in and next yep. thing you have to leave the beach because you got 135 seagulls trying to get your bread exactly but, um, you know, that's the problem too so yeah, it it's is. like it is some try for their best and they get lost in there and some, you know, but so that's why it's like, oh, good lordy. But hopefully, you know, um, people will um, will do something about those kids because to me, that to me is, is a priority because yes, uh, they work hard. Their body gets a big beat up as well. Yep. But it's, um, I don't know. It's well, just... You know, and, and I get the other side. Yeah, they picked their career and that's what they chose to do and blah, blah, blah. And I understand all that. However, they're out there doing what they want to do to entertain us and to make us feel good on a Sunday afternoon. And, you know, so it, there's got to be a give and take thing there. And, and and a lot of it could even come from fan support. There could be mm-hmm. fun set up for post, you know, football mm-hmm players careers and and there's all sorts of things that could be started developed and put in place but nobody seems to care about that they're more worried about the the political side of things and you know coaching and and and, and this and that and it's just it's a it's a big joke and but yeah and the, the problem you get with the owners of those um what do you call it um businesses they don't give a crap at the end of the day no they don't it's no. all business it, i mean yeah. it's all business Yes, and if they were taking care of some of their players a little bit better, then that will help them to, you know, even if the person doesn't stay there, whatever the deal is, give them the foundation to do something for them and help them in their lives. Yep, um, yeah, I'm a firm believer in that, and maybe that, that could be a, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a couple shows that we could really work on and 
and if we get the right people in the audience. And like I've always said when I started podcasting, you never know who's listening or watching. You just don't. And if that right person who has that same thought process that you or I have mm-hmm. that has a resource available to them to maybe look into something like that, you never know. Something could open up and explode and it would be the next best thing for these these athletes post career. And, you know, again, you know, can, can I walk on water? No. Can I try? Yeah. But I would need some help to walk on water. And that's what it is, developing a team, collaborating and, and finding people that want to work together for the same, same goal and same solution. And that's what these leagues all lack right now. They all lack cooperation. They all want the money themselves. They all want the business themselves. Every, you know, it's, it's just a big, dirty, corrupt business. And, you know, I won't really elaborate too much more on that because, you know, people understand it's not. I think, I think so too. I think so too. But it's very nice to be able to articulate this because I don't think anybody did so far. And you know, it, it got spoken for five minutes, but not everybody got uh, the full understanding of what's going on, or they don't care. You know, just looking at a group of people who are making millions. So who cares what your problem is? Yeah, you got millions of dollars. What are you complaining about? Yes, that, exactly. That's the worst way to look at it. I mean, you should look at it even deeper because they got so much money because they're going to put themselves at risk even more. Yeah. So I, I get, again, I won't, you know, you know, beat a dead horse here. And, and with that, you know what, I am going to, I am going to dip off cause I got to eat some food. Um, like yourself, I was up most of the night. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. Was uh, it? I went to bed at five. What time did you went? Uh, I think like seven. Holy crap. Two hours. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I, I had to wake up and, and handle some other things. So my, 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 uh, tired butt is gonna, is gonna land the plane here. Um, thank, thankful for being on your stage here. I hope everybody enjoyed hearing me babble like I always do. <laughs> and, well, and you know what I was doing? I was making a reservation tomorrow for the pop-ups because, you know, they got kicked out of doggy daycare. <laughs> They're non person, non person grata over there anymore. <laughs> No, but you know what? I found an app called Sniff Spot. And that's people people renting their backyard per the hour. Oh, for the dogs. Yep. That's such a great if I had a yard, I would do that all day. In fact, to bring back up football in in where the Buffalo Bills Stadium is. Yeah. It's out in it's not in the city, so it's out in the rural areas, suburbs, uh, rural areas. And people rent out their yards and driveways for tailgating. Oh, I may as well. I mean, may as well. I mean, they can go there and party and hang out and, you know, pay 20 bucks to park and be right across from the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do that all day long. If I had a big fenced in yard, I'd run a doggy daycare. I, I'm very good with dogs. I'm a dog whisperer in my mind. And mm-hmm. I would buy training courses. So that's another business I could get into. There's all kinds well, of that. I, dis- I discovered this because of the, I talked to the trainer because the pop-up got kicked out and she says sniff spot and I made a reservation for tomorrow morning. So for an hour, I'm going to let them loose in a yard. Uh, and if they like the yard, then I will make more reservation. It's not, it's less than 10 bucks for that's, an hour for the two dogs. And it's, and it's, and it's enrichment for the animals, which is necessary. Social mm-hmm. animals is huge. Like I've always had this ability to, um, take animals and in my family, like I, I could take a bird, a lizard and a dog and they all cohabitate 
with each other and it's comfort balance and calmness. I have an ability and you've seen some of my videos with my bird and my dogs and, yep. and, and I believe that animals, the more they get enriched, the more they get socialized, the more peaceful they are with nature and other animals. Like my dog, he's a Chihuahua and he's by nature bred to be a hunter. I can let him out in my front yard in the morning and there's always these really big fat bunnies that are about three times his size. Mm -hmm. He just goes out there and ignores them. He doesn't bother them. The bunnies don't move. It's because he's balanced and I've socialized him and, and made him understand that they aren't a threat and the bunnies don't feel threatened. And, you know, other dogs will just bolt and chase them because they're not balanced or, or handled correctly. So every, you know, and that's another showing up. Oh, okay. So I lost, uh, <laughs> I lost my wonderful friend, uh, <laughs> and co-host. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Frankie, love you, my friend. Uh, so yeah, so, and I agree with him. So yeah, the pop-ups are, are going to go tomorrow. So I'm excited about that. Um, and it's going to be fun for an hour. They're going to go run. I'm going to make them run for an hour. I know Mike after five minutes is going to say, well, can we go? I'm like, no, we're going to, um, hi, Joe. Uh, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna have fun tomorrow. I don't care if he's going to rain, snow, we're going for an hour tomorrow. And I'm going to start to do that, uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, for those guys so they can run free uh, because I have them on the lead here. But Mike is like Papillon. You can have the boy on his own because he tried to do that today to me twice. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me, kiddo? I was like, no, I'm not letting you loose because you're going to be like Papillon and uh, I will not see you again. So no, but tomorrow is going, they're going both to do the, um, the, uh, the uh, run in the yard renting a yard for an hour which is awesome and uh they're gonna be happy they're gonna travel in a car for like about 10 minutes go explore a new space which will be awesome something to excite them so i can get them and when i come back home they're gonna pooped like nobody anymore here everybody's gonna be tired that's the goal <laughs> so the goal is to get your puppies to poop is that what you're saying no to poop to, to be pooped not to poop know, they're gonna poop on their own so I we're know. fine but be, just being tired being like a good tired pup pups mm -hmm. trying to get your pup pups to poop i get it i get it i'm, yeah. I'm with you i'm yeah. tracking with you yeah so how you have you been because you're well, all over the places you text me you're basically a stalker mojo that's right. literally I'm, your, I'm not a stalker i am your stalker Emma. you're my i have another one too so maybe i should connect you with the other one so you can leave no, me thanks. alone no. <laughs> i don't want to stalk them or i don't want them to stalk me i just want to stalk you i just want to hear you laugh that's really what i really want to do because right. your laughter just spreads the joy baby yep so, but I need and to connect I'll, I'll, with you. I will connect with you on the side as well for a couple of things that uh, I think you need to be somewhere else. So, but I will talk to you later on on this one, uh, this weekend. Send you great. Uh, something. You think, yep. <laughs> that's very intriguing to me because you just said, I think you need to be somewhere else. And I'm trying not to take that personally. Like maybe I should bow out. Uh, <laughs> Joe, no, that's okay. No, just, you know, here's the deal. As long as I don't else. offer, I th hold on, hold on, Mojo. As long as I do not offer you some very well shoes let's say cement or concrete, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> when I ask you for your size, that's the time you're like, uh oh, time to bail. Uh, I'll be right away, back. Run mm -hmm. away. Be afraid. Be very, very afraid. Run uh -huh. away. 
So, or like a, a papillon, as you would say. Papillon, yeah, do like a papillon, like Mac tried to do a couple of times. I'm looking at him and like, no, you're you're basically um, enduring a little bit more my shoulder, but no, and they're going to get their harnesses. Um, I talked to the trainer too because there is so many harnesses uh, for dogs. The one I had at the beginning, we removed it because you need to learn and teach them the signals. And uh, the one that I got is what a pool free, uh, something like that, a free pool or whatever the deal is. So I got one last week. Problem is, it's too small. So uh -oh. I had to return it. Well, I only bought one. I said, I'm going to test it on my girl, dot, dot, Miss Daddy. And uh, it happened and it was a little small. I'm like, okay, she cannot get in. So it's like squeezing in a pair of jeans and you're not wearing it for the past 20 years and try to go in. It's like, uh-uh, it's not going. <laughs> it's not going past the knee. Don't push right. it. All you do is <laughs> Even you, you get, it, get it to your knee and then you lose your balance and fall over. Help! Exactly. Help! Or you're laying down and, and it's like, no, still not going. Still not going. It's like, okay, never mind. Yeah. So I... I um, baby oil. I try butter. I still can't get it Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, that doesn't sound good either. That sounds extremely uncomfortable, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, big time. Did you ever yeah. see the movie Zoolander? I think I, I saw it. Yeah, I think I saw it, but that was a long time ago. Oh, you know what? You know, this is, a, I digress. I, I just went to the wrong movie. So I actually oh. saw this on, I saw this on Friends. So this is an episode okay. of Friends where Ross, for whatever reason, thinks he needs to wear leather pants. Oh, Yeah. And he's at the parent at his like his girlfriend's parents' house. Uh -huh. He's in the bathroom, uh -huh. and he goes from like baby oil to to uh -huh. baby powder. And yep. pretty soon he's <laughs> he's yep. just covered in stuff, and he still can't get the pants up. It's hilarious. Yeah, yep. that's all I can picture. Yep, exactly. So no, no, so no. They're getting. Uh, I'm buying both of them that um, uh, harness, a no pull harness, and that should be helping me for my shoulders and direct them as well. Um, when I need to get them on the right uh, spot as well. So I'm going to try this one because when I saw this trainer, she said, yeah, you can. I said, well, because of what I've learned, you are not supposed to. I'm like, okay. So You're not supposed to what? Uh, when you're training the dogs, it's very difficult when you start to train a dog to have a dog on a harness compared to the right. lead where yes. they have their collar because they don't understand the signal with right, right. the lead. So that was so they that was yank that. you around, yeah. So well, uh, it's not not yanking them, but it's just um, you know um, ask you know moving them. If you ask them to go left or right, and they don't get the message when you're doing this, you don't have to pull them. Like uh, Daddy, because Mike is stubborn. So Mike is whenever he feels like he's listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like my Nothing wife. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. But uh, the I'm problem is, yeah, well, it's true. He did it again today. So I'm like, you little doo-doo. But when they, um, <laughs> yeah, trust me, he has some other name too, then I give yeah. it to him. Yeah, I'm sure that was the nicest way of saying it, yes. Mr. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no, with her, with daddy, I can, I don't have to say a word. I just have to move a little bit and she will, you know, move a little bit the lead on the, where I want her to go and she follows. But with the harness, when I got them when they were little, it was nearly impossible because they had no idea. And when I moved right. them from the harnesses to the regular lead, lead, then they understood and started to be trained better. So that's why for me, like, do I really have to go back? And I was like, yeah, that will make it easier. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot, see how it's go it goes, and uh, see if I can give them the direction that I need to. You know, this, 
I, I, you may have thought about this already, but this is a great metaphor for leadership, for emotionally intelligent leadership in an organization. Because if a leader thinks that the people who are he's leading or she is leading have to follow in a harness metaphorically that doesn't fit them, they don't understand the signals, then the leader is going to think that they're insubordinate or they're stupid or they're 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 a bad fit or whatever. It turns out it might just be the method that they're trying to that he's trying to he or she's trying to communicate to the team isn't working. So you got to have enough emotional intelligence to say maybe maybe there's a different kind of way. There's a different method or system that mm -hmm. we can get the job done rather than trying to force them to see it my way, right? Exactly. Daddy. Thank you. Well, they cannot hear you, so I'm fine. They cannot hear you because I have, yeah, you can try. It doesn't work. You know why? Because I have headphone set on. <laughs> nice so try. I'm not barking for them. I'm not barking for them, ma'am. I'm barking mm -hmm. for you. Yeah, yeah it doesn't work. <laughs> That's not the son of my girl. So nice try. No, I was keeping mm -mm. a different voice. No? Mm -hmm. no? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and she, oh, the way the she way, growled too is interesting too. Give me, give me an example. No, I'm not. Come on. Nope. Crawl for me. Nope. Crawl for me. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Never but have, have you been otherwise? Because I see you, you're posting a lot on LinkedIn. You're all over the places. That's Congratulations right. on everywhere. being a top mentor, by the way. I don't know. That's their, their own. I will say this is at your own risk wisdom, by the way, especially from Mojo. <laughs> Oh, they got wild, wild, wild. We're in the wild, wild west here. That's <laughs> true. There are no you know. rules, right? Exactly. Uh, so, but no, how have you been? I've been good. In fact, um, I, I was just telling D. Grant, we were talking offline. He's, he lost his voice this week, and so he didn't really get to be on the, the app very much, and he was missing it, but really needed to rest his voice. Uh, but he was, he and I were talking, and I was just saying how I, we were comparing Clubhouse versus Wisdom and our experiences in both. Um, and oh, that's I, different. I didn't, right. I didn't know anything about either one until February of this year. I knew they existed, but I had no idea what they were. So now I've been in both platforms for, I guess, a little over a month. Um, mm -hmm. But I am way, way, I'm a much better fit for Wisdom than Clubhouse. And in fact, in Clubhouse, I don't really... I don't attract any attention. I don't get any listeners. I get no engagement. Um, so I don't even know if I'm having any impact whatsoever. But on Wisdom, I get these great conversations. I'm, I'm making what I feel like are real friends, even though I may never meet them in person. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm learning a ton about myself. And I always I always grow in the conversations that I'm in. So I, I don't think they're – you can't even compare the two. They're completely different extremes, even though they're both social audio platforms. Well, the, uh, there is nothing to compare between every single app because they have a different way to do things. Clubhouse is more uh, people on steroids. Uh, they cut each other when they're talking. They, some are pretty rude, actually. So it's more the wild, wild west. So it depends if you have a good moderator. But when you get more than three – I would say when you get more than two people – well, that makes it harder, difficult to be able to have a conversation and adding egos on the top of it. Well, good luck with that because I went for, and I'm on a Clubhouse. I, I went in there 
and I went into one room, I lasted like a minute. Because mm. to me, it was somebody trying to talk over somebody else's, and the person, the moderator, was asking the other individual to respect that person, to finish to talk. Too much, you know, interference, because everybody wants to talk over each other. So for me, it's, it's yeah. like, okay, you want the attention, but just wait, the person finished the conversation, then you can engage. But it was just a mayhem. So some of them are mayhem. Some are better, actually. I've witnessed one. The, uh, the way they did it was uh, I felt better um, in the sense of um, they were able and capable to, um, to express. They had a good moderators. That's what I would yeah. say. They had very yeah. good moderators. So that, that's what was good. Yeah, so again, this, to me, this translates very well into leadership in an organization that if the if the leader isn't a good moderator, then the employees are just talking over the top of each other, and it's it's counterproductive and bad for relationships and all these other things. So you, you really a good leader will have to be able to manage those relationships, and not in a way of controlling it, but uh, to moderate in such that everybody's voice is heard, everybody's valued, right? Everybody has a, a place at the table. Yes, exactly. Yes. So that's why it's like, mm -mm. it's like, I don't, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, no, I don't like you. it. No, no. If, you know, for me, you have to be civilized. You have to be able to uh, really engage. You really have, I don't know. It's totally different. So, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. but I've, I've, I've heard and I observed as well that just basic manners, politeness, please, thank you, letting other people finish their sentences which when we grew up, at least in, in my household and everybody I knew, that was just expected. You know, that's that's the way you treated other people with respect and you let them finish their sentence. And, you know, you always said please and thank you, just basic manners. But now that's becoming more and more rare. And I think it's, it's really unfortunate because uh, we're just not seeing and treating each other with basic dignity and respect sometimes. No, we don't. That's the lack of it. That's the lack of it. Yes, it's, it is. It's, it's disturbing too, because it seems like that's the trend. And boy, once once something starts trending that way, uh, it's going to take a lot of us with a lot of intention to um, help counter that trend. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's why it's like, yeah, love to be a. Uh, um, at peace and being able to, this is why it's like when I went to Clubhouse, I'm like, oh boy, that's a zoo. That's like, no, not for me. <laughs> or if I have, I will, ch I will choose a selective room uh, okay. where there is, there is cohesion. That's what yeah. I'm looking for. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the only place I've been in Clubhouse that's really been fulfilling and enjoyable is when I've been asked to be a guest speaker or co-moderator. And so I had like a purpose and I could help set the tone for the room. And then it's, it has been uh, very enjoyable and, and a worthwhile endeavor. But mm -hmm. like you said, that sometimes you can or cannot have any say in that matter. No, you don't. And if you try to talk to them or they want to bring you on stage, you see if it's chaotic, it makes it harder. So yeah, it, it's a different way. You know, people like it and it depends, again, it depends on which room you're entering. It depends what your your purpose is. And if you can find the right room, that's perfect. But if you end up on the wrong one, as I said, I end up on one of them, lasted five minutes, I'm like, no, right. not for me. I'm like, 
ooh, this is too abrasive. I'm like, and the bickering, I'm like, no, I want a normal conversation, not feel like you have to uh, climb about on somebody else's head just to be able right. to talk. I'm like, no, that's that's not what I like. Yeah, yeah conversation shouldn't be a competition, right? Uh, well, it you know, it comes to a point, some do. It's, it's uh, quite uh, sad in one way when somebody has the need to be the center of attention or needs to talk more than anybody else's without respecting others. So to me, it's like, right. no, that's probably not what I want to do. So I uh, definitely, definitely, um, no. I noticed that in Clubhouse, you know, if you want to exit the room, it has that option to leave quietly. I think they need to add another option that says, slam the door on your way out. Oh, that would be <laughs> funny. But With the noise. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not leaving. I'm, I'm leaving, but I'm not leaving quietly, baby. Get I'm, out. Leaving in, I'm leaving in style. That's right. Good riddance. Exactly. Good <laughs> oh, that would be funny because I will use the one from, uh, uh, that was, what's his name? Um, it, was it from uh, the movie uh, The Terminator, Hasta la Vuego? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Hasta la vista. Hasta la vista, hasta la vuego, yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would I would love it. It would be hilarious, actually. It would right. be hilarious. <laughs> so that's why it's like yes. Or mm -hmm. or eat my dust. <clears throat> yeah. Or or like the uh, what is it? Uh, that's uh, the Simpson. Eat my shorts. <laughs> right. Eat my shorts. Even better. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what uh, what his name. Uh, Bart. That's isn't it Bart to say that all of the time? Eat my shorts. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I've not watched shit for years. It's the irreverent way. Eat my shorts, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's so funny. Mm -mm. No. So what that's... about you? What's what's happening in your life? What's fun and enjoyable and oh. exciting in Emma's life? Well, there's been a lot of things moving. Like I got a lot of... Uh, 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 people co connecting me with for my business, um, business coaching and helping them with their business to expand and grow, which is awesome. Uh, done a lot of uh, um, podcasts, and one of them I had uh, is Jeff Aiken, who was on my uh, podcast uh, last week. And I went into his live podcast because he was live streaming on uh, Uku, Oku. And I don't remember which other platform. Is it Roku? R -O Roku, 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 Roku yeah. whatever it is, that thing. I have no idea. <laughs> rock on! Rock on! Yeah, I think I'm going to call it Rock on because I'm like, everybody has some weird name. I'm like, what the heck is that? But that's fine. So uh, we were uh, all together and uh, Tommy Chong was on there too, which was very interesting. And Mar Mark uh, Wasserman, who's the uh, top lawyer for cannabis uh, in um, California. So it was very interesting to have a conversation with those guys um, and talking to them as well. So that was the fun part of it uh, because I'm a non-smoker, actually. I don't smoke anything at all, but it was nice to listen a little bit. Uh, there was a veteran in there as well uh, talking about um, the medicinal part of the cannabis, which there is a big education that needs to be done about it. So I'm going to be involved. I'm already involved in there. I don't know why, but I'm involved in there. So. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, it's so to change the be, regulation. You're because... going to be on an ex expert panelist on something you don't know about. 
Well, I am already starting to do that, and I yeah, am right. gonna. I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna do a lot of things in regards of um, of that. So it's gonna be it's gonna be super fun and super interesting to um, uh, hear ab about all of this. But there is a huge education because a lot of people don't understand that um, the medical marijuana we're talking about is in. Uh, you don't smoke it; you're eating it. And uh, there is a lot of amino acid that being uh, extracted from it as well, and that helps Alzheimer, Parkinson. It's unbelievable. And as I said, people, like I said, I'm not from. Uh, I don't. And I'm not. I'm not a consumer of it. So when you hear about, you know, all of the dispensary, and it's like, okay, you go get high like a kite. But actually, there is another side of it where veterans are using it. They need to have access of it for PTSD and others, and they discover by doing some studies, actually uh, real studies, about uh, Alzheimer and Parkinson, and it's helping mm. without mm. the chemicals that the bio, the medical uh, pharma company does have. So I was, we were talking about that. So there is a lot to you know to be learned about it, but again. Legislation will never change. Like I said, it was funny to Doctor to uh, uh, Mark Wasserman, the, the lawyer. Uh, I was talking to him, and I said, "Well, your problem is with the lobbying and the the uh, pharma company. Because until they remove their claw from DC, you're never going to have it passed." And it's like exactly. I'm like, yeah. So, but very interesting, extremely educative. So there will be more about it. I will be talking in the near future because there is some stuff that I'm. Uh, um, gonna be doing uh, that's gonna be prominent with some uh, A-list people, and I will leave it at like that at this point. But it's coming up in the next, I will say, four four months, five months. Something cool. is gonna be happening. So I will, as it's unfolding, uh, you guys are gonna hear more about it. And um, so there is this going on. There is. Uh, other projects that are going to be huge coming up as well. I'm waiting this taking uh, off the ground because I'm going to be the spokesperson for another thing that I have. A, well, I talked about it and I, uh, I will have no problem to continue to talk about this. It's an online um, auction house for uh, gemstone, especially jade. So mm. that's another huge project and I'm going to be the voice of it. Uh, wow. I know we need to create a, yeah. Oh, I'm a gemstone collector. Awesome. Yeah, it is pretty awesome because I was talking about it actually last week that when I was younger, and I, I can share the story again, um, my passion has always been uh, stones. And uh, I started to collect them uh, when I was younger. And I wanted to, I had an opportunity, and I will always remember these ones because that's going to, that's changed the course of my life, actually. Uh, I wanted to become a gems cutter. But you had to go to school for that, and you had to pass a test, an exam, before you could enter and be uh, basically admitted there. And there were only, I think, less than 20 seats to grab. Mm. Problem is, in those days, the people who will automatically get theirs, even if they fail to do it, oh. are the, the kids of the jurors. And uh, I learned later on when I passed mine, they came back and I said, you failed. I'm like, okay. And I learned later on that it wasn't true. They gave my seat 
to uh, oh. a girl who was uh, the daughter of a jeweler. Come on. No, that's real. So I was like, okay, well, you know, that's life. What do you want to do? I'm not going to go and have a heart attack on the top of it. I wasn't, you know, uh, <laughs> right. totally pleased Don't about it. Yeah, exactly. So it was very, very interesting to um, to to hear that. But you know, it is what it is. So, but I always had a passion for that, and I know auction house, especially uh, um, especially when you're talking about online auction house. So yeah. as well, then the real one, then you can go and touch the stone. So I'm going to be involved in something like that as well. So there is a bunch of stuff happening this way. Uh, which will be very interesting. So, yeah. Great. And, and, podcast I, hear theme, and... I, hear, I hear a theme here, Emma, too, because part of it was about cannabis, which is you can get stoned, and part of it's about auctioning off stones. So I see there's... Mm -hmm. you, so I'm going to call you Emma Stone from now on. You could, but I think there's an... There isn't it an actress called Emma Stone? I think so. Emma Stone is actually an actress, yes. Yeah, right. She's the, yeah. the daughter yeah. of Goldie, Goldie Hawn, I believe. No, it's not. Uh-uh. Yes, yes. Yeah. Goldie Hawn's daughter. No, it's Emma not. Stone. No, no Emma that. Stone is not. Yeah, it is. Sure. No, it's not. I, she. I no. Guess it is. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. No. You can't For prove real. me wrong. For real. Emma Stone is the daughter of... Goldie Hawn. Really? Well, I got my computer up. Let's see, because <laughs> I have no idea she You don't was. believe me? Oh, no. I'm oh, yeah, you could inside. be because I'm like, what? What do you mean you don't believe me? What? Nope. Don't you think I would know such trivia? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, man. You, you already know me. You already know me. It's not fair. Uh-huh. I can't. No, you. Uh, you no, 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 no. You're totally sure? wrong. He's Krista like, yes, Stone. Sure. And then my, then my friends say. No. Krista Jean what? Stone is the homemaker. What? She lives in the ground of the Kalmbach and she's, isn't it Emma Stone in Scotland, Arizona? So no, she is, Krista Stone is her mom. No, that's the wrong Emma You got Stone. the wrong girl. We're talking about Emma no, Stone. No, it's not Emma actress. Stone. I forgot her name. She no, got, Emma Stone, the actress. Yes, the I know. Goldie, Goldie Hunt. No, Krista Stone so right. is her mother. I have it right here. No. That's the wrong Emma Stone. There, there is no Emma Stone. The other one, her, I see her face because she was married to a, a, a rock star. She married another one or she's still with another one. Whatever the deal is, she has at least two kids. And uh, she started a sportswear um, uh, business uh, and she do yoga. I forgot her name. Um, who is? You're talking about somebody else. I'm saying. No, Goldie Hawn. You said Goldie, Goldie Hawn. Is the mother of Emma Stone. No. Yes. No. Absolutely. No. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no. Yes, Emma Stone starred in a movie opposite of Matthew McConaughey about uh, how to lose. It's a Kate date. Hudson. That's Kate what I said. Kate Hud Hudson. No. You Kate said Hudson Emma and Stone. Goldie Hawn. Kate no. and Emma Stone are twins. No. Twins, uh, twin daughters of different mothers. Oh, my God. You're a lost cause. <laughs> Absolutely. You're a lost cause. <laughs> See? No, because I remember that uh, Oliver Hudson is her son, and he's still playing in sitcom. 
And I was like, no, I do know her daughter is Kate Hudson. Here we go. Oliver Stone? Yes. No, Oliver mm -mm. Stone can't be your husband. Oliver Stone is a director. He's much older than you. Uh, Oliver, Oliver Hudson. Stone. It's Oliver, Oliver Hudson. Father. You need to clean Oliver up your ears. It's Oliver Hudson. Who is Kate, Sud Kate Hudson's twin daughter of Goldie Hawn. Mm -hmm. And another lady. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. You can't believe everything you read on the internet, Emma. Come on. Oh, I do know this one because the mother and daughter had a lot of pictures taken together. So, yes, I do. That's called Photoshop, Emma. You no, that's not. That. And it's very fake difficult. News. Fake yeah. news. Yeah, I call it's fake not. news. Mm -mm. So, <laughs> so, uh, so what else have you uh, been up to? Uh, because you're all over, the, as I said, you're, you're doing a lot of things with um, podcasts and stuff like that. So, what else are you doing? And how's your mom? Oh, so, yeah, so this is really cool. Those who haven't heard, I made first contact with my biological mother uh, on March 21st after 56 years and 12 days of life. I just had a conversation with her today for about 35 minutes. Um, it's really interesting because she can only talk to me when her husband is away because she believes that if he found out that he would divorce her on the spot, and which is a terrible terrible place to be. Um, but she's 81. And she's told me today, she says, I don't want to be a burden to my kids. I can't take care of myself. So my husband provides food and clothing and shelter. And there's no love, but I am not going to risk losing the marriage. Um, not because I love him, but because I need him. And I'm just my heart breaks to hear that. But um, that's her choice. But she did say, um, this is like the second deep conversation we've had she did say that um, she hopes that we can meet up face to face in person at some point so the door is open the door is open mm, that's good yeah it's huge mm -hmm. it's epic well that's good that's wonderful it's amazing yeah mm -hmm. yeah and it's funny because i i didn't really feel this strong need to meet her but i'm so glad that i have and now now that the relationship is growing uh, in a very good direction, uh, my heart's just filled with joy and gratitude for that opportunity. Well, that's good. Super good. Yeah. 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 I think it's very, very, it's great. It's just fantastic. So that's a good thing. It's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. No, no. We, we, we keep it down. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Yes. In your little. room, you want to keep it down. Well, then you shouldn't have yeah. accepted me as your guest. You know that, right? <laughs> well, you know, I can always boot you out of here. You do know Absolutely. that, too. Uh -huh. I still I thing. still have superpower here. That's so, right. You do. Yeah. You, you have the superpower. Yeah. Yeah. I am I am in the proverbial dunk tank, and you can hit the trigger anytime you want. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But have you? Have you? No. Have you? No. Ah! Don't, don't, don't do, do not. it. Do, do not it. tempt the devil on this one. I'm <laughs> telling you right it. now because I will have a tendency to want to push the button like a kid. <laughs> that's right. If opportunity comes, yes, that's what I will do. Mm -hmm. Come on, bring it on. I dare you. A double dog, triple dog dare you. Really? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I'm, I, I'm, I could right now. I'm looking at it no, right couldn't. now. <laughs> no, no, you couldn't. No. Really? No, you no, want to bet? No, you can't. I bet. <laughs> I'll bet you, I'll bet you, let's see, what can we bet? Um, I'll bet you a dollar two ninety eight. Okay, I take your dollar two ninety eight. 
I won. <laughs> I got you on this one, by the way. <laughs> Never bet with me, because even for a buck, uh, <laughs> a buck, I will do it. Not even for the buck. I'm just doing it for the pleasure of doing it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's even worse. It's like you know, I never, uh, I did it last time actually. Uh, where was it? Then I went cuckoo for cocoa puff. That was a well titty. There was a section for uh, fabric, and I could not help myself. There was a button on the table. Guess what? Am I did? I look briefly around like a kid. And I'm like, I'm not going to look further. I'm not even going to go in the aisle and search. I'm just going to push the button. And I did. I was laughing. I saw the lady coming out. I said, I, I said I'm sorry. I could not help myself. <laughs> we were laughing like there were no tomorrow. So that was the fun part of it. But no, it was a pleasure speaking with you as, uh, as usual. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, I need some help with our young. Okay. So it was it was super fun uh, to do that. So yeah, so there is some changes on my schedule. As I said, my um, shows on Sunday, Sunday stay where they are. Tuesday um, evening, same thing, see show. But I'm moving my Friday to Thursday. And I will teach, I'm thinking two or three times a week. I don't know yet, maybe two to three times. Depends because I've been so busy. Maya, let's talk about business. That's another thing too. So if I can talk about let's talk about business, then I would be more than happy to do that.